Good evening and welcome to Channel 17's continuing coverage of Town Meeting 2019. And tonight we are talking with candidates for Winiski City Council. There are two, um, there are actually three open seats for Winiski City Council, but we're talking to the two candidates for the two-year seat, and there are two seats. So you are not contesting each other. There are two open seats. Okay, and Jim Duncan and Amy Lafayette are our candidates that we're speaking with this evening. And of course, if you have any questions for them, please feel free to give us a call at 862-3966. We'd love to hear from you here at Channel 17. I think um, it's the 12th or the 11th. I don't even know what day of the week it is, but it's all right. It's okay. You just call us. We'll talk. So, um, Jim, why don't you start and let us know why you're running and what qualifies you for the position of Winooski City Council? Sure, thank you. Um, so I believe that Winooski is on the edge of great things at this point, and I really believe that we have seen a council and a staff tee up some really good strategic planning and tee up some projects that are really ready to go and hit the ground running and make the city a better place. And I want to step in and kind of continue that trajectory forward and provide a way to help uh, manage and oversight, oversee those uh, changes as we're going forward so that we can see this city kind of live up to its potential. And I think that um, being responsible and effective in that means being a good conduit for the community. And that's something I think that we're starting to see more of is this engagement with the city council through its commissions and also directly with citizens that we can continue to improve that. So I'd like to see our uh, community be more involved in these decisions as we go forward. So that's one reason I'm running is to try and be a voice and be a conduit for all those voices coming from our community. Um, I believe that I'm qualified because of my uh, current work experience. I work running a five-state environmental monitoring cooperative, so I've been uh, overseeing uh, partnership building across the five-state region here in the Northeast, and that means working with a lot of partners. It means managing complex budgets, uh, small staff, and working with federal and state bureaucracies to figure out what we can do, how we can leverage each other's works and get the most done uh, in terms of all these environmental monitoring projects. So that's something that I think I can bring to the table professionally and I've also worked in transparency and accountability uh, for governments in international development before so that's also something that I can bring to the table. Uh, in my volunteer work uh, I've worked on the South Burlington Natural Resources Committee. I'm running the Winooski Tree Board currently trying to do tree plantings and tree inventories around the city so trying to get that up to spec. And finally um, I'm a parent. I have a kid in the Winooski School District. Uh, we own a home really invested in seeing this community succeed for all these good reasons and I want to I'm excited to have the opportunity to be on council and be have a hand in making that happen. Thank you. You just nailed two minutes. Really good. Well done. <laughs> Amy Lafayette, tell us why you're running and what qualifies you for the position of Winooski City Councilor. Thank you. So I'm running ultimately because I love Winooski and I really see this as a way to give back to the community more in a community service um, capacity essentially. Um, you know, I think as Jim was saying, we have a lot of projects on the table and I want to see them through to completion and make sure that all of the good work can continue. Um, for me, affordability is something that I think a lot about and accessibility and I really want to work to make sure that Winooski remains an affordable, accessible place while pushing these projects forward. Um, in terms of my qualifications, I'm a board member of Downtown Winooski, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to promoting the vibrancy of Winooski businesses. Um, I've done everything from event planning to strategic planning for that group, and I've met a lot of great people along the way. Um, I've been able to build up a lot of relationships with business owners and with some of the city staff, and I think both of those um, sets of relationships would really lend themselves well to a transition onto city council. 
Um, in my professional career, I do marketing and communications work, and I think that that could also come in handy with not only communicating with the city staff and my fellow counselors, but also just being able to talk to the, you know, to a common Winooski citizen to hear what's on their mind and make sure that their voices are being lifted up. Um, so both of you, before we went on the air, uh, mentioned this question of affordability. And so what does affordability mean to you? I'm going to ask you both, but why don't we start with Amy? Yeah, so for me, affordability means ensuring that we have a mix of affordable housing, uh, essentially, making sure that if we're thinking about a new development, um, that we're not inadvertently pricing out our own citizens. You know, we want to keep people here. We want more people to be coming to our city. And I think that um, housing is one of those areas that we are at risk of gentrification. We could easily be pricing out our folks. So um, for me, affordability really is tied into housing. Thank you. And what's your view of that question? Um, I think that is definitely the biggest driver of affordability in the city is going to be the ability to rent and own uh, housing stock in the city that's decent quality and livable quality. Um, I think uh, there are two other kind of pillars of affordability in our community. One is going to be property taxes and being able to support the budget of the school and the budget of the city. And we do have some, that's directly where we can make an impact. Um, but ultimately, the differences that we see in property tax rates are going to pale in comparison to a hot housing market and a tight rental market. So we need to figure out how to provide those units at affordable rates, um, both for sale and for rent, and making sure that they're good enough to actually want to live in. And I think that's another challenge that the city can look at. And then I think the third component is actually affordability of services, so making sure that we're continuing to provide affordable services, um, affordable rental space at the community center, affordable access to the pool, affordable access to classes that community services run so that we can um, provide as many opportunities to residents once they're here and they don't have to pay exorbitant fees or go outside our community to access those services. So what are the top three issues that are important to you? You've mentioned some of them, but mm -hmm. could you just summarize <coughs> for us and for our viewers? I'll just remind people you could feel free to give us a call at 862-3966. That's 862-3966 if you have any questions for the candidates for Winooski City Council. These two candidates are, are um, vying for two seats, so they're not opposed to each other, just FYI. All right, so tell <laughs> us what your top three issues are, Jim. Um, well, so the first is affordability. Um, we have a housing trust fund that's ready to be populated, but we don't have money to put in it. So figuring out how we're going to put money into that um, fund so that we can support uh, lower income folks in our community is going to be a key issue, something we really got to get right so that we can balance development and the needs of people in the community. Um, the second issue that I would like to focus on is successfully closing out the downtown TIF, um, the Tax Increment Financing District. So that's going to be coming up in uh, four years, I believe, five years. So we know that we need to do a couple more things to finish out that district to make sure that we're set to close it out successfully and then use funds that are going to be coming to us from those increased property taxes appropriately and to benefit the city and balance the budget. Um, the third piece that I would uh, like to focus on is uh, creating tangible connections in our community. So how do we uh, think about our community from everything from the infrastructure to the services we're offering to the spaces that people have to connect and that we're making uh, as many investments in those as well. So looking at our streetscapes and making sure we have good landscaping, public trees, uh, multiple multimodal use that's accessible to people of all abilities, uh, making sure that we have uh, services that people need and want and can utilize so that they can connect around classes and then also providing um, venues that people can participate in from the senior center to the community center to the pool and uh, seeing those as places that we build social cohesion and have a community that's united.
Thank you so much. Amy, Lafayette, what would, are your top three? So I would say my top three priorities would be affordability, communication, and inclusivity. You know, I've already touched on the affordability piece, but I will just say I think the next city council and um, the city of Winooski in general is going to really have to take a hard look at um, all of the issues and um, policies coming forward through an affordability lens to make sure that our folks can still stay here and afford to live here. Um, and to Jim's point, you know, affordability is something that affects all of us when a property tax bill goes up that has a trickle down effect to renters as well. You know, landlords are not just absorbing that cost out of the goodness of their heart. So I think that affordability is something that affects all of us and is something that's really crucial for Winooski to be thinking about. Um, my second priority in terms of communication, uh, you know, I think Winooski does a great job compared to a lot of other cities informing residents of um, what's going on through Front Porch Forum, through social media. Uh, you all record our um, city council meetings and they're available for public view. But that being said, I don't think the average person has three hours to watch a council meeting or to read pages and pages of meeting minutes. So I would really love to explore ways to pare down that pertinent information and get it to folks in a really tangible way um, so that they can be informed of what's going on in their community and create a two-way dialogue so that we can get their feedback um, to hear what their thoughts are. And then the third piece for me, inclusivity. You know, Winooski is one of the most diverse, is the most diverse communities in Vermont. Um, but I think there is still a, there is a still a language barrier for non-English speakers. So when we're reaching folks on Front Porch Forum or on YouTube, and non-English speakers are not communicating in that way, we need to think of more creative solutions to reach those communities. Um, and I would love to look into translation services to be able to uh, let those folks know what's going on and again, create a two-way dialogue so that we can lift up their voices and, and hear what's important to them. So given your concerns about affordability, do you support the Winiski budget as it's proposed? I do. Um, you know, I think that the budget is, um, it, it, there's um, level setting for some of the city services, which is great. And then also included in the budget are um, capital expenses that voters have already you know, voted in favor for. So the capital improvements include the Myers Pool and also Main Street Revitalization. And um, one thing that I really like about the budget is that it includes a, a local sales and uh, local sales tax and also rooms and meals. So a lot of other surrounding communities, Burlington, Williston, South Burlington, they have these taxes and Winooski doesn't. So I think it's a really great idea to roll that into the budget to try to get some of that earned revenue um, and take it off, take the burden off from local taxpayers to have to foot the bill of some of these big projects um, that again, voters have already voted in favor of um, putting forward. Thank you. Jim, what's your view of the FY20 budget for the city of Winooski? I also fully support it. Um, I think if you look at the total tax impact, it is high, I think around 8%, but most of that is through bond votes that the city has already, the voters have already approved. And you look at the actual city budget as about a 2%, 2.6% increase, and that's barely above cost of living adjustments that we'll likely see across the board um, here in businesses around the county. So I think that we're looking at basically maintaining these investments and making some strategic choices about how to close the gap. There's been a series of uh, budgets that probably have underinvested in the city and we're seeing that impact now from the water main breaks up on mm -hmm. Main Street to the school. There's, there's deferred maintenance that needs to happen. 
And I like that this budget not only tries to tackle some of those key issues like on Hickok Street with the water main replacement there, but also uh, identifying strategic points at which we really need to make investments in our fire trucks and other components of our infrastructure so that we're not going to be facing these issues again in 10 years, five years down the road. So I think it's a, I think it's a pretty responsible budget. I think they've managed to do a lot with quite a little. So, so the swimming pool is something that's you know, very emblematic of Winooski. I think it gets a lot of um, attention because it's seen as a community resource, but it hasn't been entirely figured out how to pay for it. So, Jim, how, how important do you think that the pool is, and um, how do you think we should pay for it? Well, as a parent of two young kids, I think it's extremely awesome to have the idea of a pool being back in our community. We made use of it when our oldest daughter was young, and it's been kind of hard to not have it these past two summers. But even more so, I think that it's a huge uh, asset to the community. I look at all the people who show up at Maple Street Pool on a hot summer day and pay a substantial amount of money to go there. And I think that Winooski's uh, ready to take advantage of that too. I think there's people in this area who will attend that pool, become a regional resource, not just for our community. Um, so it's something I think that does need to be rebuilt and it doesn't quite matter what I think because the voters have approved it. So the job of the city council is to figure out how to make this work. And I think that's um, where we've seen some really great work by the pool committee to do philanthropic fundraising. We've seen a grant that's probably going to come in to help offset those costs. So I think that the city is making reasonable efforts to try and lower the cost of the pool of the community. And I think that's great. And then down the road, as we look at um, the pool being open and how to keep it going, I think there's some potential room to adjust rates uh, in the future if we see that utilization is high and we can support higher non-resident rates. I think that's something we could look at too. How about you, Amy? How do you think we should get that project <coughs> off the ground? Yeah, so, you know, very similar to Jim, I do support the pool. I um, Voters supported the pool, so I would definitely want to move, move that project forward. Um, I think getting creative about looking for funding sources is something that we're going to have to do. So as you were saying, the committee, the independent committee to fundraise, that's great. I think they're responsible for something like $300,000 of the budget. Um, and I learned this morning that we were just awarded a grant of $147,000 to go toward the pool, um, which is amazing. But you know, again, that's sort of a drop in the bucket if you look at the larger budget. So I think we're gonna have to get creative to look for these outside sources that um, maybe we haven't explored yet. Um, and I also think we can learn from other communities. So to Jim's point that Essex has a thriving pool, um, they've had one for decades and it is successful. So I think we should be having some conversations with them to understand and um, what their structure is like and how they, how they maintain a successful pool. So um, you've talked a little bit in already about the diversity of Winooski and how to include people from different mm -hmm. backgrounds in the cultural life and the political life. Is there more that you want to add to how the city could practically make that happen? Sure. So, you know, I think with reaching non-English speakers, um, our first idea is to turn to technology and to think what's out there that could help us bridge this gap. Um, but I think what's going to really make a difference is kind of going back to old communication models and just having face-to-face -face conversations. So looking into a um, language liaison, I know that the school works, uh, the school district has some folks um, in the ELL program, maybe utilizing some of them to be kind of our on-the-ground folks um, to have these face-to-face -face conversations 
conversations um, and meeting uh, non-English speakers where they are. If they're not online, but if they're at a community event, making sure we have a presence at that event and making sure that we can create um, pathways for them to give us their impact input. Thanks. Jim, what's your view on how to create a more inclusive city? Sure. Well, I, I think that um, Amy's idea of translation services being more widely utilized is a key one. I'm, I'm really glad to hear that one coming up. Um, I think that uh, continued training uh, for the staff is going to be important in the council. I think that they've done some work on uh, um, unconscious bias is a great way to look for your weak spots. And I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges we have is that it's difficult to know where, what you don't know and it's difficult to know your blind spots. And so I think that continuing as a council and as a staff to try and find those and be very aware of them as we do the job of governing, of building budgets, of, of legislating what we should do in our city, that we need to be thinking about those things on a regular basis and know how to incorporate it into our decision making so that it's not something we're trying to build in post hoc. I want to see it be something that we're thinking about all the time. And that, um, once we know our weak spots, then we can make sure we're ensuring alignment between the services that we're offering and the communities that need them. So we have some great programs through Community Services and Thrive and others that are providing ways for the community to be engaged and involved both in taking advantage of the city and contributing to the city. How do we make those better align with uh, the wide range of cultures we have in the city? Um, and I think continuing to support those services like Thrive that operate at the school that provide these venues for cross-cultural communications and integration are really important. Uh, so there's a kind of related question that in terms of including and engaging young people? And how do you think Winiski is doing in this realm and what more could we do to support the young people in the city? Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, this is a harder one for me to answer because I think there's also context around substance abuse and kind of these issues with youth. And I think that it's not totally my area of expertise. Um, but what I have looked at when I've been thinking about this question and trying to figure out what, where in the city that we're seeing good examples of this, I think things like the, what the Winooski uh, Police Department have done to do events within the community to um, get officers in contact with youth in positive situations uh, and, and trying to do more community-based policing is really a great way to connect youth to a key segment of our city that can help support them at times of need. Um, and then I mentioned Thrive. I think that we're, I think it's a great program. It just earned another star from the Vermont Department of Education. So it's improving its quality as a childcare program. And I think that's a, a way that we are providing services for our youth. I think the pool becomes a great uh, resource for keeping kids um, engaged in the summer when there's uh, no school in session and providing safe opportunities for recreation. And again, thinking about that building our spaces for connection, so having ways that we can have cities that are putting people in contact with each other on the street and through classes, um, making those uh, social connections that provide greater cohesion, I think, are ways that we can continue to support youth. Amy, what's your view on that question? Um, I you know I think in terms of supporting youth and making sure that they are involved in our community, um, I think it's great that one of the school board members is always a student. I think that's one of the, the best ways to really make sure that we're hearing from, um, from folks what's important to them. Uh, when it comes to drug and alcohol and substance abuse, you know, for me, I'm very concerned by the levels of um, middle schoolers and high schoolers vaping and trying that for the first time. I think that the city definitely could be doing um, more, uh, you know, to to educate and um, let folks know about the dangers of, of vaping in particular. Um, 
it wasn't that long ago that you know smoking in restaurants and bars was commonplace and it took some pretty forward-thinking cities to kind of stand up and say you know we're not gonna stand for this anymore and then it became kind of common across the country so I think that the city of Winooski could could potentially take a similar approach with something like vaping or you know even um, other substance use disorders by educating and um, letting folks know about the dangers of these issues. Um, I also to agree with um, Jim about utilizing police officers and their partnership with the Howard Center in particular um, to help folks when they are in crisis, um, let them know that there are resources available. So I know that you're not running against each other, but I just wondered if you had questions for each other. Because you seem to be pretty aligned. Yes. What you think. <laughs> and so I'm just wondering if you have, if you're curious about what each other's thinking about a particular issue that you care about. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually struggling with this and that I think because there's a difficulty in knowing how much space there is between candidates in this election and think that uh, maybe that's a sign that we're all kind of pushing in the same direction, mm -hmm. which is great. But um, one question I think that I would like to see kind of talked about is what do you think are some of the key qualities or values that you feel like you are going to take on as a leader? Like what is it that you are going to do or things that you're going to have in the back of your mind when you're thinking, considering a situation to think about how to solve a problem or make a decision? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think first and foremost, I'm a critical thinker. I don't do anything, you know, just off the top of my head. I really research every decision, um, whether that's, you know, buying a car or something like running for council. I would want to consider all sides to an issue and really make sure that I've put the work in. Um, I also think I'm a good communicator and I can easily talk with lots of different types of people. So um, for me, I think it's going to be really important to make sure that we're lifting up the community's voice. And I want to, you know, I wouldn't want to put forward any policies without getting their input. So in the back of my mind, I'm going to be thinking, what would voters say about this? How can we get their input? How can we have them turn out, turn out to these meetings? Um, and you know, just make sure that we really are serving the people. That's great. Do you have a question for Jim? My question for you is, what do you think is Winooski's greatest asset? I honestly, this is probably going to sound trite, but the people, I think that what has shocked me over and over about Winooski, so I grew up in Essex, so I drove through Winooski, I came to the Champlain Mill when I was growing up, I loved coming here, but it was a very different place, and coming here to live and try and settle a family here, I was amazed at how involved people are in very different ways and how um, aware people are of what each other are going through and what their neighbors go through. I feel like we're a small community, so we are tight quarters, we're close to each other, and I see a lot more neighborhood cohesion and community cohesion here than I've seen in other communities, even in South Burlington where I lived for a little while in Essex. I think it's just the nature of being a small one square mile city, but we have people living close together who really actually seem to care about each other and that we are also this diverse and really interesting group of people. And I think that that's kind of a fun place to live, but it also makes us, um, I think, a pretty vibrant and energetic group. And I think you got to look at the distribution of people trying to serve on city council is pretty uncharacteristic of Vermont. So I think that says something to the quality of our community and what we're trying to do. Thank you so much. So Jim, Duncan, do you have any closing comments? 
Well, I wanted to start by thanking you, Lauren Glenn and CCTV, for having this, and Amy, for your interest and expertise. I'm really excited to see you running. Um, I would like to say, basically, that I think that we really are on the cusp of doing some great things here in the city. I'm interested in being a part of that, and I'm excited to be invested in the outcomes of what happens, whether or not I'm on city council. So um, as uh, our community continues to, to consider who to vote for, and as we knock on doors over the coming weeks, I really look forward to meeting uh, some of our community members and really look forward to the opportunity to serve on city council and, and help uh, continue to do this process of making great change in the city. Thank you, Jim Duncan. Amy Lafayette. Um, so I just want to also say thank you for having me and for this opportunity. Um, you know, again, I'll just say I, I love Winooski. I think we're a really special town, uh, city, very special community. And I just really, I just want to serve to be able to advance those plans um, that we talked about earlier and make this uh, an affordable place for years to come. So um, that's you know, that's essentially why I'm running, and I hope that um, both Jim and I will have um, everyone's vote on March 5th. Well, thank you so much. Thank you both. Jim Duncan and Amy Lafayette are running for city council in the city of Winooski, and uh, they are running for the two-year seat. The two-year seat has two, two openings, so two positions, two years, and uh, they will join other city councilors. We're going to be coming up with the um, unfinished one-year term candidates are coming up next so stay tuned and stay tuned here to channel 17 for all your town meeting 2019 questions and answers thanks for watching